Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. I'm Farhan Coleman. And Jeremy is working on a project, so he is MIA this week. So let's just jump right into it. Um, we got another trailer for The Lion King, and I kind of just want to gripe a little bit about it. Gripe? What's wrong with it? So, where do I where do I begin? I've mentioned this before, where it's like the cartoon back in the day had a very very specific artistic style to it. Mm-hmm. And like for example, when they drew a character, like they drew Scar, and when they drew Scar, they incorporated Jeremy Irons into Scar. Mm-hmm. Like not obviously it's a person in alliance with so the different, but like characteristics. So it's like he stands out. Yeah. And then in this new trailer. He's literally just a really scraggly lion. And to me, like, that's one hell of an achievement because it's a photorealistic animal, like, with his eyes and he's talking. Yeah, I'd say that's about as close to Scar as they were going to get in a live action. Well, not live action, but CGI sort of live action setting. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to look exactly like Scar did. Yeah, I don't want exact. In the cartoon, because I feel like that would have been a hard thing to achieve considering the format they were working on. Yeah, I just think, like... When you're dealing with the Lion King, the animals are at least a little bit anthropomorphic. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of have a little bit of fantastic design ideas like in them. Like you remember that book series and movie about like the talking owls? Kind of. Like Gahul or whatever, and they're like owls and they fight evil owls or whatever. Beside the point, the designs in that, like, they look they're owls, but like they they had just like a little tiny bit in the, their character designs where it was like, okay, they're real, but, like, they're also, like, they're intelligent and they can, like, work and they're they're smart and they have yeah. a society. So it's, like, they're not they're not 100% owls. So I'm kind of, I kind of wish Disney kind of did a little bit of that with this. You know what I mean? I kind of got, like, more Jungle Book-type vibes. Not, like, in terms of yeah. tone or anything, but just in the sense of, like, that sort of same format of taking an animation and making it into a CGI live action format. And yeah. I thoroughly actually really enjoyed um the last Jungle Book live action we got was directed by John Favreau, I believe. Yep, and he's doing this too. Yeah, was, oh and he's directing this as well. Yeah. Actually yeah I didn't know that. He's directing this as well. So I considering the work he did on Jungle Book and how well he was able to make that film work, I trust in his ability to be able to successfully do this. My only worry would be with Disney and these sort of live-action adaptations they're doing of all their properties is there's not much change in any of them. Right. Like, in most of these cases, it's literally just the cartoon, only it's live-action now, Mm -hmm. with maybe a few changes peppered in here or there. If they're going to continue this format, I'd like to see them do something a little bit more interesting with these properties, maybe add something in that wasn't in the cartoon or something that makes it stand out or makes it different. Because otherwise, how do you justify having people constantly come back to the theater to do this? when they're essentially watching the same movie they saw years ago just in a live action format now. Right. And they and they've got a ton of these planned. Like they've got Mulan in the pipe. They've got Lilo and Stitch rumors going around. We've got Aladdin coming out. Aladdin's this year. coming out this year. There's like tons of these down the pipe and like you've sold us on the beginning ones like cuz they did Cinderella which is really good and that one I think strays a little bit from the cartoon. So that's why that one kind of stands mm-hmm. out in my mind. They did Beauty and the Beast which is mixed, I think. Some people don't really like it, but some do. I, I, I think it's fine. I heard mostly positive reviews yeah. on Beauty and the Beast. It's fine. Made a ton of money, too. And then Jungle Book, which was good. This, like, I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I I think it's going to be amazing. But just the, I don't know, it seems kind of dull 
compared to the cartoon. And maybe that's just like me, my nostalgia talking. I mean, like, compared to the cartoon, of course, but uh, standing on its own, I think this film could definitely work. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, it's I, just me. I mean, when you compare it to the cartoon, it's automatically going to lose because right. the Lion King is the freaking Lion King. But one of I the th- best animated. Yeah, films it's literally ever. one of the best animated films ever made. Yeah, but forget animated. One of the best films ever made, mm-hmm. animated or not. But with this, I think this could be an adaptation that stands on its own. I don't think I, the vibe I'm kind of getting is it's going to stick very faithfully to the cartoon, even though I kind of wanted to, you know, take a few liberties and make a few changes. Right. That's yet to be seen if they're going to do that, obviously, because we haven't seen the film yet. Um, but I am. I'm looking forward to seeing what John Favreau can do with this. Mm-hmm. And I've heard. I think they interviewed Billy Eichner, who voices Timon, and he's like, I didn't work a whole lot with Beyonce because there aren't a whole lot of scenes with Timon and Nala, but that version of of Can You Feel the Love Tonight or whatever Mm -hmm. is amazing. And I've said this before. That's going to be on the top of every chart for forever. Oh, that's that's getting nominated. It's getting nominated for Best Song, most definitely. So, yeah, Lion King. It's going to be pretty good. Wish it was a little more artistic rather than, like, a major documentary. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, Avengers Endgame spoilers have leaked onto the internet somehow. I don't know how. I don't know who did it. But there are corners of Reddit. Are we sure that these are, like, yes. true spoilers? Yes, because the Russos have, like, said something. Wow. And, like, Marvel um, Marvel Studios has said something. A lot of, like, press has, like, reported on this. There are there are corners of Reddit where they're discussing what happens in the movie. There's, Actual spoilers. There's footage from big scenes in the movie. Here's my thing, because as far as we know, Avengers Endgame has not been screened for critics yet. Right. So if it hasn't even been screened for critics, that means it's for sure not been screened for fans. So uh, to me, the only way that this information could have gotten out is through Disney, someone in Disney. Yeah, or like or, an insider. Like yeah, or someone who works close with someone in Disney. Like there's... The film has not been screened for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's seen the film outside of the people who work for Mickey Mouse. Right. So out, outside of that, it had to have come from an inside source mm-hmm. to me. Like, so, there's no other way this could have leaked. So uh, what did I do? I muted every major character's name in Endgame. I, I like... Individually? With I muted every character's Captain name? America, Iron Man, <laughs> Thanos... Black Widow, and then I went Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Wow, Avengers, Endgame. Muted all that on Twitter. Um, I think Facebook, I'll mostly be okay because everything that I'm, all the groups that I follow that are related to Marvel have mods, mm-hmm. like the meme pages and stuff. It's like, oh, Marvel yeah. shitposting, they have like a mod who will filter everything out, and they're mm-hmm. like, no spoilers, we'll ban you. So I think we're okay there. And um, yeah, just just be careful out there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting that that would, because we Marvel's never ran into that issue before, really. I think there might have been, if I remember correctly, when Infinity War came out, there was somebody who kind of accurately guessed most of the film. Mm-hmm. But that was more of like an accurate guess, more so than an actual spoiler. Right. Whereas they're discussing actual plot details and things of that nature and releasing whole scenes. Yeah, that someone's losing their job at Disney. For That's sure. Yeah. The mouse is coming after them. So yeah, uh, be careful on the internet. I'm gonna try and do a blackout. Like the like next week, starting next week, but it probably won't work because I'm addicted to my phone. Moving on, um, I didn't. Neither of us saw this movie, but figured it's worth talking about. Um, Hellboy came out, and it's kind of getting kicked. Yeah, it did not receive great reviews at all. Yeah, um, from what I heard, mostly 
Um, the major consensus I've heard is that the story was pretty bland. Mm-hmm. Um, the creatures were, while they were well-designed and looked great, um, I heard a lot of people say that they were just kind of there just for there to be violence. Like, the, there was, right. the violence didn't serve a purpose. It was just Very bloody gratuitous. and gory just for the sake of being bloody and gory, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting considering one of the biggest complaints people have of the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies is that they're PG-13, they're not rated R, they don't have a whole lot of blood and gore, and then we get a Hellboy movie with blood and gore, and people say there's too much blood and gore. I just right. think that's interesting that that's the complaint people went with when one of the main things people advocated for was we want a rated R Hellboy movie. Mm-hmm. But that's none of my business. Yeah, I have heard um, some of the performances are pretty good. David Harbour is pretty good as Hellboy. No, yeah, and, that um, I didn't doubt. I, I assumed David Harbour would hold his own, especially yeah. considering his work in Stranger Things. He's a very mm-hmm. capable actor. The, the cast in this film, I didn't anticipate being the issue. Right. Um, when I started hearing about issues coming from this film as far as bad reviews, I immediately thought it must be a script issue or a story issue or something of that nature, and lo and behold, I was correct, or right. at least from what I hear, I was correct. I still haven't seen the film myself. Yep. So um, it's a little disappointing to hear that. I was actually looking forward to having... Hellboy kind of be back and have a new iteration since we weren't able to get mm-hmm. uh, Gamera Toro since he wasn't able to finish his visioning to actually get Hellboy 3 made. It's nice that we can get something. Right. Um, unfortunately, though, um, hasn't been reviewed well to this point. Yeah. So we'll see based on how it does the box office here and overseas if we'll get a second one. Maybe they can get a, another crack at it. But, um, yeah, as of right now, I don't I don't know what the box office was for this weekend. Opening weekend was $12 million with a $50 million budget. So, okay, so we're not getting a second one. Probably not, no. <laughs> so, It premiered so, behind, or... So it looks like this is it, then. Yeah, it was behind Shazam and that movie where it's big, only it's a woman. Okay, so, boss. Oh, so we're definitely not getting another one yeah, if it don't perform that. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's actually a little disappointing because I actually do enjoy the Hellboy franchise. I think there's a lot of potential there yeah, for I, world building and storytelling. I still think there's a lot of stuff in that universe that we still haven't tapped and gotten into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll just take the right director with the right situation to actually make that film work because Guillermo del Toro, the reason he wasn't able to get that third one made was because of budget issues. He wanted a $200 million budget, and the studio basically gave him the finger and said, nice try. Yeah, So... Whoever can execute a vision to where we would get an actual, like, great adaptation of Hellboy where it can still be rated R, but also still have a very strong story with strong character development and not just be gratuitous violence, that would be the ideal situation. But as of right now, it, it's not looking great. Not looking good. Think they could animate it? Make an animated show? Um, I actually, I think there was an animated Hellboy movie that was released a few years ago. I'm forgetting the subtitle for it. Um, but there was an animated one, and I actually heard decent things about it. It was like Rise of the Blood Queen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I never actually saw it myself, but I heard good things about it. So that could be a way yeah, for that might be the, ticket the franchise to move forward. on. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Um, I might end up seeing it just to see because some people are like, it's it's, yeah. it's fine. No, I, I plan on seeing it, yeah. but it's just I wanted it. I wanted to hear better things about it than what I've been hearing. Right, for sure. All right, uh, moving on. So before the main topic, we'll kind of segue into that with this. Um, a lot of details for Disney Plus came out a lot last of week. A lot. So um, I think first off, let's talk about the price point. It's way lower than we thought. Yeah, it is I'll, I'll give them that. Six ninety nine a month. We were we were expecting them to just be taxing yeah. the hell out of people. Yeah. But I'm actually impressed. Disney isn't trying to go over people's pockets too much. Mm-hmm. So definitely good price point starting out. You can either do seventy bucks up front for a year or six ninety nine a month. 
That's yeah, the, the six ninety nine for a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't see a whole lot of people going with that plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I I think the or there there might be a few. I personally won't be going after yeah. that plan. I'll pay it monthly. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing monthly. But yeah, so there's just tons and tons of content that they've announced is gonna be on it. Like something like five thousand hours of Disney Channel shows, like Kim Possible and like the live action stuff. I think. Some of it's not going to be there at launch, but it's Disney, so it will be eventually. Totally eventually, yeah. Because yeah, like I said, like Sweet Life wasn't in the list, and I was like, "How dare you?" Yeah, and then no, I was like, yeah. "Wait, it'll be there eventually." Someone needs to receive a strongly worded letter for that. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how you don't include Sweet Life. You're doing a whole Disney Channel yeah. thing on your yeah. No. Wait, and Hannah Montana wasn't on the list either, and I was like, "Okay, so that's going to be like a later rollout thing." Yeah, no, I mean I can deal with that, but like Sweet Life needs to be on there. Yeah, like I need to sure. talk to someone about that if if that doesn't end up being on there. A strongly worded letter will mm-hmm. be written to Disney Plus. They will be hearing from me. Yes, me too. So additionally, um, these are the big draws for, especially us talking on a, a geek podcast. But the Marvel content that will be at launch is WandaVision, which is the worst title in the world. Is it literally just called WandaVision? WandaVision, like that. WandaVision, wow. like with a vision in the like middle. Like not even an, just yeah. WandaVision. Okay. Yeah. So bad title, but it's Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. They're coming back as their characters for a show about. Scarlet Witch and the Vision, so fine. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are getting a miniseries. A lot which of team-up cool. shows. Yep, a lot of team-ups. And then the Loki series, which I've heard isn't like... It's not like, hey, Loki's back after Endgame, here's his, his, here's his adventures. It's like Loki through time, how he in, how he influenced too many events. Okay. So it's kind of like a retrospective. I think that's probably a better way to do that series because, yeah. I'm sorry, but Loki's dead. Yes. So his, We all heard his windpipe just... Yeah, he, yeah. Like, the, he's been killed off three times now, mm-hmm. um, and the third time I think was a pretty definitive one. Yep. So I, I think it's probably best if his show is more of a retrospect through the life of Loki, Yeah. you know, how he's influenced the MCU and things of that nature. I think that's a much better way to do that mm-hmm. than from what I've been hearing from other people where, oh, he's going to come back after Endgame, and no. He's, He's dead. dead. Let's go back. Now we can, go, you know, have a, a retrospective type thing, like a recap of Loki and right. him in the MCU and some of his best moments and things of that nature. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, like, have fun with it and go back. Like, yeah. That's how did the, Loki influence Napoleon or Yeah, whatever. that's the perfect way to do that yeah. series. I think that will work just fine. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting trying to work around MCU timelines so that you don't do anything that's, you know, breaks continuity or something that conflicts with something else. Um, Disney in the past hasn't been too bad about doing that. They've kept their uh, continuity pretty consistent, so I have faith in them to do that. Um, but I'm glad that this is more of a retrospective thing and not them bringing Loki back to right. life after Endgame and having him continue on because that would have pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next thing interested me, it's called Marvel's What If, and it's animated, and it's like Elseworld-type scenarios. So the first one is hmm. like, what if Peggy Carter got the Captain America serum instead of okay. Steve? And um, Steve Rogers is like, he's still skinny like through the war, but he's in like a power suit <laughs> of some sort. That's the rumor. So that'll be cool. I imagine I'll get Haley Atwell back for the voice. That would be that. ideal. That'd be super cool. And I, I think that's going to be, like, a recurring thing. So they're going to take, like, moments in Different the MCU. Like, what if this happened differently? Yeah. So the first one will be um, Peggy as Cap. So that'll be cool. Uh, moving on. Um, this one really tickled me. And I so much I sent the screenshot to the group. 
there is going to be a nature documentary on Disney Plus from National Geographic called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which means we're getting a nature documentary narrated by the, the best person in the known universe, Jeff Goldblum, and I'm really excited. Yeah, no, him and Morgan Freeman, like, yes. if you get them to narrate anything you're doing, you've won. Like, I rate that 10 Jeff Goldblums out of a possible 10 <laughs> Jeff Goldblums. Yes, that, that honestly, like, the... Nature documentaries that Disney usually puts out, I don't look at twice. But I was like, oh, if you're getting Jeff Goldblum divorced, right. I might, I might take a look. I might not watch the whole thing all the way through, but you definitely piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. I started that one that Jeremy mentioned last week. That's on Netflix, like Our Planet or something, mm-hmm. and that one's like another David Attenborough, um, did, narrated one, which is really good. And um, it was like, yeah, this is another planet Earth. It's fine, cool, thank you. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited for that. And now we can kind of get into segue stuff because all I, the other screenshots are Star Wars related. So The Mandalorian will be at launch of Disney+. Plus. That's Jon Favreau-led. Um, Wasn't there like a leaked yes. something for that? I, yes. didn't, I only saw a little bit of it and it was with no sound. There was some footage at Star Wars Celebration, which we can... We'll get into that now. Um, Pedro Pascal um, is... The lead, he is the Mandalorian. Um, it showed him kind of going through like a like a backwater kind of Tatooine-esque planet. Mm-hmm. And he gets in a fight with Gina Carano, who is the big MMA lady from Deadpool. And she's kind of another Mandalorian or like an assassin or soldier or something. And they kind of had a cool back and forth fight, ended with like guns pointed at each other. Like, who the hell are you? And um, yeah, there was just like a little bit of footage. Um, IG-88 shooting some people. And he was kind of like twisting his, like spinning his body around and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of neat. Um, it just it just it was just real basic. It showed just some little bits. Here Basically, like sort of, of a teaser, kind yeah, of. Yeah, a teaser. Um, it ended with the main Mandalorian guy pointing the big gun with the fork at the end. That was it's the gun from the Star Wars holiday special, the Boba Fett little cartoon that's in it. Mm-hmm. It's that gun. So I thought that was cool. Um, also for Disney Plus, they've announced that there's going to be a Cassian Andor and the sassy droid from Rogue One really? show, and Alan Tudyk's going to come. Actually, back for I that. think I do remember them announcing that, and yeah. I was wondering why. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that'll be like a fun buddy cop thing, but that's it's true. Really but I, I have this issue with Disney and this thing they're doing with Star Wars, where we get backstories and like spin-offs of every character except for the ones we actually want to <laughs> yeah, see. Like Obi-Wan. Like like Obi-Wan for example or maybe I don't know, Boba Fett yeah. or I don't know, Yoda or a character that's just more interesting than mm-hmm. Cassian Endor. Yeah. I think Obi-Wan and Boba Fett would be perfect for Or Disney here's Plus. a novel idea since the Star Wars universe is takes place in a galaxy and there's several different planets across this, you know, entire galaxy that this takes place in. It'll be nice to get a, I don't know, new story that's going on somewhere else in the universe with characters we haven't met before. Uh, I don't like the sound of that. What? Sounds, sounds fake. No. I don't like it. There's yeah. only six people in the Star Wars universe. We exactly. That we just recycle through. Yeah. Over the course of however many movies. There's no <laughs> way at all that we can go and no. meet new people no, in dude. this vast galaxy that you claim exists no in the Star Wars universe. Nope. There's we can't get any new stories about any new characters at all. There are only Jedi and bounty hunters and smugglers and stormtroopers. And, that's, and that's, it. It. that's it. That's it. Outside of that, you out of luck. Nothing. I mean, it could even be about Jedis and smugglers. Just have it be something we haven't seen before. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There are Jedi 
or were Jedi scattered all across the galaxy at one point. There mm-hmm. are bounty hunters all across the galaxy. Show us something that's not Han Solo again or right. just a character we've already met. Like there's there's so much in the Star Wars universe that exists through novels, comics, what have you, that you could adapt something into a film or a show that we haven't seen before. Right. That would be nice. Well, funny you mention other Jedi scattered throughout the galaxy because another thing that was announced at Star Wars Celebration was the trailer for Jedi Fallen Order by Respawn, and it looks real cool. It looks amazing. It sort of gave me, like, Force Unleashed vibes, mm-hmm. like, in the sense of you're sort of this solo person with a lightsaber sort of going through stuff. We didn't get any, like, actual gameplay footage, mm-hmm. so I don't know if the gameplay will be like Force Unleashed. I heard it's not going to be a button masher like Force Unleashed was. So then... More... I, th- I think the phrase was, like, more thoughtful combat, so maybe more, like, you have to worry about, like, parrying stuff and yeah. deflecting. more like Assassin's Creed yeah, or something say. of that nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems like a much smarter combat system than what we got with Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed is just sort of, like, you're just having fun cutting through people. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact there might be a little bit more strategy involved. Right. Um, this seems like a good sort of next step after the Battlefront games, mm-hmm. so sort of to get EA back on good footing with the Star Wars community. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed everything I saw from this trailer. The story looks like something that was actually pretty well thought out. Sort of interesting to see you're sort of the solo Jedi right after Order 66 happened and you're being hunted down. That's a very interesting. The designs sort of like, look sweet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you're sort of in this survival mode as a character. I, I really like that. And like you said, the designs did look amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all down for it. And it comes out three days before my birthday, so 60 bucks is getting spent on this game. <laughs> Perfect. Definitely. Yep, it's... Single player only, no microtransactions. Those words, like right there, were like music to my ears, and I was like, okay. Yeah, how a game is, how a Star Wars game with you you as a Jedi should be played. Right. So that looked really cool. Um, I'm really excited that Respawn is doing it, which means wall running. And like, I've always. Yeah, I do do remember saying that. I've always kind of had an aversion to that, like, style of movement where it's like, it's super fast and you're sliding and jumping and wall running. Yeah. But with. What you're doing, you're being, you're a Jedi. So it, so like, it actually makes, makes yeah, sense. It makes for sense once. for the character. Yeah, like you're a heightened character who can call, like, tap into the Force and run on a wall and do a flip. So cool. Um, next Star Wars celebration thing, we got a trailer for the final season of the Clone Wars. Good stuff. I'm super excited about that. I love the Clone Wars. Um, it's kind of, it follows Ahsoka after she leaves the Order at the end of the Clone Wars because they like they framed her. Mm-hmm. Or something. I think like a bomb went off at the temple or whatever. And they're like, it was Ahsoka, but it wasn't Ahsoka. But she left the order anyway. So it starts, the trailer starts with like her going down into like the underbelly of Coruscant, which is always good, always a cool uh, setting. And then she kind of finds her way back to interacting with like Anakin and the clones again. And um, she gets like her own, I don't know how many clones she gets, but like they all have like the. Their helmets are painted orange and white with, like, the patterns, like, on mm-hmm. her face. Yeah. And we get a look at Darth Maul. We get a look at Clone Force 99, which was a concept for the season, this season before it was canceled. They're kind of like, kind of like Spartans, I guess, from Halo. Okay. Like, they're kind of, like, augmented and big and have, like, cool big power armor and stuff. So that, that should be cool. And I think if... If this season is the intact one that got canceled, it's going to end right at where episode three begins. So cool. So that, it's going to end with like it's going to end with like Anakin being like, "Holy shit, Coruscant's being attacked. We got to go." And then boom, right into and episode then episode three. three. Yeah. Okay. So 
So cool. Everyone's back for it. All the voice actors and animation styles the same. So good stuff. Very excited for that. And do you have any thoughts on that? Did you watch that? Um, I actually didn't. Um, haven't caught up with Clone Wars at all. Mm. Um, and I actually didn't. Uh, I don't recall seeing that trailer at all. But from what I've heard about Clone Wars, it's probably like the best canon thing outside of the films going on right now. Yes. Yeah. So I've heard like ridiculously raving reviews from everyone that I know that have watched it. I plan on getting into it at some point. Mm-hmm. How soon that'll be is yet to be seen, <laughs> but at some point, I do plan on getting on that. The good thing about Clone Wars is you don't have to watch the whole thing because it's like, A, it's not set in chronological order from season one, episode one, so like you can pick like certain arcs that are good mm-hmm. and important and really well done, so there's like, yeah. they're, those are kind of scattered throughout the series, and then there's some that are just fun or some that are stupid like Jar Jar Binks and droids beating General Grievous. I ignore that one. <laughs> but there's there's lots of good stuff in there. It like makes you like empathize with clone troopers, which is like an interesting thing mm-hmm. for them to do. It's like, oh, they're just like a mindless army. They're like a faceless mindless army, but they're not. They're all people. And they're all like they all have their own mindset and their own way of thinking about things and they're all brothers and they have this really cool dynamic with each other and with the Jedi. So that's I think that's one of the best things that 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 series did and i'm glad they're going to continue it because there was a lot of good characters in there that people like really grew to love and care about Mm -hmm. and now they're back so definitely recommend getting into in at least a little bit of it just like there's a few arcs that are really good like um the ones where darth maul comes back are really good um there's one called the umbara like, the, the planet's called Umbara, and, like, all the planets relating to that is really cool because it's, like, space Vietnam, basically, and it's, like, just clone troopers, and they're stuck with this Jedi who, like, might may or may not be a bad, like, dark side, like, kind of informant or whatever. So they're kind of stymied by this guy at every turn, and they're like, what, what is this general doing? So that's, that's a really good arc as well. So definitely recommend getting into it. And... The last thing was the episode nine trailer. Yeah, this was the I think this moment everyone was waiting. Yeah, the moment everyone was waiting for a Star Wars celebration. Um, so. Yeah, the way the trailer opened, I thought was really cool. Just the shot of Ray just standing there and her sort of playing this sort of game of chicken with the I'm forgetting the name of that ship. It's a I don't know Tie Fighter. Yeah, Tie Fighter. Big Tie Fighter. Yeah, Tie Fighter type thing mm-hmm. running towards her. I thought and the flip she did. Um, that, I thought that was a great way to open the trailer. I thought a lot of the shots we saw, the shot of her hugging Leia, the shot of her, Finn, and oh. um, and Poe, all sort of like looking off into whatever that snowy thing was. Um, yeah. And also the shots of Kylo Ren as well, and yeah. him sort of marking up his mask. I thought that was cool. Um, we didn't really get a whole lot as far as what the story will be, which was sort of expected because it's a teaser trailer. Um, Star Wars usually gives you very vague trailers about their films to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we're sort of where we are at the beginning as far as knowing what the story will be. Um, but there was an addition at the end of the trailer that I'm still questioning how I feel about. Uh, I assume you know what I'm talking about yeah. with the left, the end with Palpatine, yep. or we, what we assume is Palpatine. I don't like this whole thing of a character who is sort of for sure dead and we find a way to bring him back. I don't know what their reasoning would be to bring Palpatine back. He's been dead for years now. Yep. 
you already had um, Snoke sort of as your Palpatine figure. So if you wanted that in your film, you should have made him. Should have just kept him alive. Um, yeah, I'm questioning that decision. If indeed that isn't what they end up doing. Yeah. Um, as of right now, all we've just heard is him laugh, so that doesn't really confirm anything. There were some theories and like some evidence to kind of back him up, but in Battlefront Two, the new one, which is now canon, the the story starts with like this Imperial Admiral being met by this droid. It's like a red droid with like a hologram face, and Palpatine's face kind of like shows up, and it's like a pre-recorded message from him saying, "I'm dead. The Empire." It's going to, like, fall. So basically just burn everything, just mm-hmm. burn the galaxy down, which kind of put into motion how the First Order came about. So some people are theorizing that, like, that's not... Like, the laugh isn't from Palpatine, who is alive and back. It's from it's something recording. else, like a recording or, like, an impersonator or, like, a force vision or something. So hopefully it's not going to be like, hey, Ian McDermott, he's back, and he's young Palpatine or whatever. Yeah, that would so. that would, that would would really... Uh, Take me out of the film. Yeah, I would like that. If they did anything with Palpatine actually physically being there, mm. this film I think is going to focus more on sort of the dynamic between Rey and Kylo Ren and sort of their this weird dynamic they have going on. Mm. Um, I think the one thing the Last Jedi did, whether you liked it or not, it was aimed at pushing the franchise in a different direction, right? And sort of getting it out of the cliches that it had been in before. So one thing I expect Episode Nine to do, while I expect it to obviously feel like a Star Wars film. One of the things I wanted to do, continuing off of what The Last Jedi did, was also take chances and be different. And while you'll, you'll probably piss a lot of people off doing that, it you can't, you know what I'm saying, you won't get the complaint of what you got with um, Episode 7, where you got, oh, it's literally just Episode 4 just remade. Right. You won't get that complaint. You'll get other complaints, because people... Love for, to complain about yeah, Star people, Wars. Yeah, people will <laughs> find reasons to complain about Star Wars, no matter what you do. But I think the best course of action for this franchise is to do something new and different um, while still sticking into the frame of what Star Wars is and why people right. fell in love with it in the first place. So what? So we haven't actually said the title. The subtitle is The Rise of Skywalker. What do you think that means? I have absolutely no idea since it's already been established that Rey is not a Skywalker. Right. And the last known Skywalker we had, spoiler alert, sort of disappeared into nothingness in Episode 8. Mm-hmm. So there are no current Skywalkers still living in the universe outside of Leia. Kylo kind of counts. Kylo Ren counts as well, I guess. So... Technically, too. So it's like, are we going to get a redemption for him? But he's had so many redemption chances. He, he's had several redemption chances and squandered all of them. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't see Disney trying to make the audience feel for Kylo Ren because I'm past that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Once you killed Han Solo, that was sort of the the backbreaker. Right. Like I I don't mess with you now. Yeah. So I and plus he is sort of that since Snoke is now dead, he's sort of taken over as the villain of this incarnation of Star Wars. So doing a redemption for him, I don't see happening unless it's something he does like in a last ditch effort before he gets killed off or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rise of Skywalker that's a that's an interesting title just considering there are only two Skywalkers left. Mm-hmm. One's extremely old, and the other is the villain. Yeah. So and it's already established that Ray's parents were nobodies. So, Somebody floated this theory to me, and let me know what you think. So. It ends with, like, Rey founding, like, her new order, her new Jedi order, but she realizes that, like, the Jedi 
they were not very good. They weren't very effective because mm-hmm. they were just like blocked off to all their emotions, blah, 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 blah. So like in the in the expanded, uni- expanded universe, like the EU stuff, they would just call that Grey Jedi. But what if she takes her order with like those teachings and just calls it like the Skywalkers, like named after Luke? And like they go around the galaxy and doing like what Jedi did, only acknowledging that like we're human and like we're not going to be weird monk men. And just that, call them Skywalkers. That actually, I can buy into that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that actually does sound like a feasible theory. Whether or not they'll do that, I, I don't yeah, think so. We'll see. But as far as explaining, like how Ray will actually build a Jedi Order, I actually that makes sense considering the conversation she had with Luke about how the Jedi in their previous form didn't work. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense if she tried to do something herself, she would make those corrections. So that actually is a solid theory. Mm-hmm. I just. Don't well. Actually, yeah, we'll, this we'll see if JJ. You never like, know. Yeah, I'm gonna say you never really know because there's a lot of things I said wouldn't happen in episode eight that ended up happening. Right. So I guess I should keep my mind open to anything at <laughs> yeah. this point. But JJ Abrams sort of seemed, considering the ep- the approach he took with episode seven, I don't know if he's going to be the <laughs> one to take the chances and sort of piss that side of the fan base yeah. off. But JJ will be see. like, it ain't that deep. Yeah, I'll say I don't. I don't it's think, another Skywalker. Yeah, I really don't think JJ would do all that, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. So I think that was it for celebration. Oh, also I want to see Ghost Anakin. I said it for eight and seven. I want to see a Ghost Anakin. I want to see him torment like, Kylo Ren, like Hayden, Darth. You want to see Hayden Christensen? Yes, I do. You're the only person that I wants know. To see Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I know. I, like, I want you to be aware this is not something that other Star Wars fans are crying for. I have said this before, and I will say it again. Hayden if I go see Episode Nine and Hayden Christensen. Appears on screen. I'm asking for my money back. Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. He was given no. He's not a, a bad garbage actor. script. He was just awful and as nothing Anakin Skywalker. to work with. I want to see Hayden again. I is is. I understand he was given a bad script and not a whole lot to work with. It's partially for meme purposes. I just want to but preface that. But McGregor was also given a bad script and not much to work with, and he didn't look that bad. That's a good like Hayden Christensen was historically bad. It's a good point. As Anakin Skywalker, he was unwatchably bad. It's a good point. So yeah, he he doesn't need to be anywhere near a Star Wars film ever again. <laughs> I just ever. want I just want ever. that. He's good in three. Yeah, you, you, you want a very, very avid base of angry fans is what you want if you want to see Hayden Christensen on screen he showed in up, a Star Wars film. He showed up to Celebration last year for, like, the big anniversary. I'm not saying like, he can't go to any Star Wars events. No, like, everyone was, like, really happy he was there. Like, I'm just saying, yeah, They're cool. Like, more power, more power to him. <laughs> you go to as many Star Wars events as you want. I don't want to see you on screen in a Star Wars movie. Oh. Yeah, no. Redemption. That's that's a no for me. Okay. He's past the point of redemption. I just I think it'd be funny. After it, have, you act like you haven't seen Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah, I right. have seen Attack of the Clones. Okay, then you should but know what I'm talking about. Then I think he's good in Revenge of the Sith, though. I mean, Revenge of the Sith is watchable. I wouldn't say he's good in it. I would say it's watchable. He conveys all of like the emotional shit that Anakin's going through like really well. That's my opinion. We have very different definitions of really well, but that's a different conversation for another time. I, I need to watch episode three again, maybe. I'm letting my nostalgia blind me, just like I was for the, uh, that other yeah, thing. No, I've, I've watched episode three fairly recently, and I just, nah. No? All right. Nah. It, it, the, the film itself is watchable, mainly because Jar Jar is only in, like, two scenes. Is he even in? Oh, he's he at the is. end. He's he is. At, he's yeah. in there at okay. the end. They kept him out of it for most of it, so props to whoever made that decision. Thank you, George. Um, And the story actually flowed, like, a lot better than one and two, a lot better. But, yeah, no, it still had quite a few issues script-wise and also Aiden Christensen. Wasn't as bad as he was before, <laughs> but still wasn't good. And the film's kind of, like, about him. So if he's, like, dropping the ball, it sort of affects the rest of the film. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Okay. So since it is kind of like his movie. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for celebration. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Okay, cool. We'll jump into rewatch play. Um, you want to go first? Um, yeah, for me, um, I'm kind of trying to, since I actually have a little bit more free time now, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, mm. um, I sort of try to get caught back up in sort of the games I've been putting aside, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey I bought, started, and then sort of took like a lull where I wasn't playing it that much. Um, and considering I'm trying to get through the story mode so I can move on to other things since Mortal Kombat comes out next week. Right. Yeah, I need to I need to gotta get prepare for that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta prepare for that, like mentally. So that because there, there's some people who have been coming for me and I need to <laughs> shut them up. So yeah, to get to mentally get prepared for that, I need to finish all my other gaming endeavors beforehand. So that's what I'm currently working on. Fair enough. I've only been playing Apex. So and I'm terrible. I still haven't downloaded that. I'm like bad at it i've been playing like garbage lately it might be because i dropped off for a little bit or everyone's really good now it's one i think that might be it yeah i think people have had ample time to adjust to the game now so i think it's to that point where if you just jump in it's kind of bad Mm -hmm. but um my main thing that i watched this weekend is the first episode of game of thrones the final season we had like a little watch party we were like super serious about it we're like everybody shut up don't talk for an hour yeah my roommate was the exact same way he was just like, yeah, Game of Thrones is about to start, so like all your electronic devices are gonna have to go off. I was like, oh, <laughs> is that serious? Off. I was like, I was like, bro, I'm in my room. Is that serious? Like, I gotta turn everything off. My friend and I have a fantasy Game of Thrones league going on right now. That's a thing. Yeah. So like, instead of for like the draft, instead of drafting football players, we drafted all of the alive characters. And it's like, so like I have like Jon Snow on my. And you team. guess who's gonna die? Um, no. So it's oh, that would be they. A- they get points. Every episode for things that they do. So, like, for example, <laughs> I got – so, like, the the main enemy of, like, this final season is, like, the dead army, right? Mm-hmm. So they're resurrected by, like, the evil blue people. And one of my characters, he killed one that was once a player who was in the draft. So I got, like, 20 points for that. Mm-hmm. And he used magic to, like, light his sword on fire. So I got, like, 50 points for that. <laughs> okay, so, what, what kind of point system is this? Because so, I'm, like – Fantasy football, nothing ever gets you 50 points. Yeah, so it's like 10 points for like a random kill, for killing like a random person, 20 points for killing another person like in the draft, mm-hmm. um, 20 points if you ride a dragon, 50 points if you if they use magic, um, minus 20 points if this happens, and so on. I, there's like a huge list of like point uh, opportunities for everyone. Mm-hmm. So like I think I'm in the lead at like 110 points. At the moment. You know what I'm It is only episode one. Yeah, it's so episode one. to go. So episode one's always kind of a nothing episode because it's like getting all the pieces set up into, basically. into position for like the insanity that's about to happen, especially yeah. for this season. Cause it's basically like, like the exposition episode. Yeah. So, and especially for this season because it's only six episodes. Yeah. So shit's going to hit the fan really quick. And the memes like coming out of like the first episode, you've probably seen like on Twitter – of like mm-hmm. brand just like sitting there staring at people. You probably have no idea who these people are. No, I have no idea. Like, the memes are like everywhere and it's hilarious because like one of the main characters is like this weird it's super weird to explain, but he kind of has like a professor X thing going on, like he can like, like see telepathy. into people's mind, not like telepathy, but like he can see into people's minds and like see things that are happening in other places. Mm-hmm. And he just sits around in a wheelchair and he's like super creepy. And like literally five times in the episode, there will be two people having a conversation somewhere, 
and then one person leaves, and then the other person looks over, and the kid is sitting in the courtyard in like a wheelchair, just like staring at him. And like the first That's time, not it, creepy at all. and the first time it's like, oh, there's Bran, he's being creepy. Like the fourth time, and it's like, god damn it, someone move him. Yeah, I was about to say, he's yeah, being snowed on. That's 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 extremely creepy. And yeah, so I feel like the first episode was intentionally comedic because like the other five are going to be super dark and full of war and death. And yeah, fire. from what I've heard of Game of Thrones, I I don't think I'm going to hear a lot of complaining. I already know. Yeah. I'm gonna come back to my room, so. and all I'm gonna hear is, "Oh my God, that character died!" And yeah. I, I just, I see it, I see it happening now. I yeah. foresee it happening. So that is on the way. Should be, should be good going forward. I think my friends and I decided we're all gonna go in on an HBO account just during Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. so we can all just like, here's the password, pay me five bucks. Like that's the strategy on. Yeah, it? yeah, so. I might have to do that because, like I said, my dad. Not not having it. Hey, if you want it on it, I'll get you the password. It's like Venmo me five bucks. Yeah, but it's not just gonna be I'm gonna have to catch up from like oh, right. seven or eight right, seasons. Right, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a little ways behind. Yeah, that's fair. The offer still stands, but you'll have to catch up. We'll wrap it up then. Uh you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us basically everywhere that there are podcasts. And you can find us at cm life.com. So until next time, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs>